I mean, the, the, the whole idea of this podcast was pretty much uh, you two casted together. And it was such a fucking shit show that des- did not deserve to be on a Dota broadcast. Wait, is the podcast on right <laughs> are you rec- now? Are you recording it's already? recording the entire time. Oh, Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. Okay, all right. Delete this. Delete this. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> come on. Dude. Well, of course, the first part is going to get <laughs> kidding, deleted. Kidding, kidding. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I figure I was listening to that cast and I was like, this shit deserves to be on a podcast and not be constrained by <laughs> by oh the fact God. that there's a Dota game going well, on. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Cap. Hey, thanks to WePlay for not firing us. <laughs> Immediately. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. So my first question is, where the fuck did the goblin come from? He was I in list- the studio. We were <laughs> sitting there and a fucking goblin Listen, ran by. I it was sounds... listening to the cast, and that's the first thing I hear is Jenkins going, The Goblet, it's back again. <laughs> like, no, what the no, fuck? no, no, no. Okay, listen. So, I was not the first person to see the Goblin. I heard the noise. <laughs> I heard, I didn't believe you. But then I saw the little feet and the toes and the nails. Uh-huh. And, I, and I thought, oh my God, that's not BSJ without his shoes on. That's a real it goblin. Was real. It was there. That's why we talked about Cap because it was real. <laughs> it's <I don't> <laughs> people think it's a joke, and it, it's it just uh-huh. goes to show how far from reality the internet is these days. Everything is bullshit. You fake news, <laughs> fake r- Reddit, and uh, you, can, you can't even tell what's real anymore. No, these so libs s- don't even believe in goblins. They <laughs> so the, so the is, goblin is the real shit. That's what you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. real. But uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, one of the things people are always like, Dota 2, t- uh, Tier 2 teams, Tier 3 teams are worthless and boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that we, Dota's are elitists. You know, we always want to see the best players doing the best things and the best games because we're Dota players. We want, mm-hmm. we are playing the best game. That's the whole point. We're tryhards. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that in the realm of tier two Dota, tier three Dota, where people aren't necessarily so excited about the games, maybe there is room for kind of brain dead goblin casts as mm-hmm. a way to complement the gameplay. Because, you know. <laughs> it was really so some top tier. brain dead because the game is also brain dead? No, no, I, not saying? at all. Not at all. What I'm saying is that it's. You got to be creative and unique to find. to get a, people excited about not eg versus secret right Mm -hmm. you need to find a way to say oh okay this is a fun cast i feel like i'm on a podcast and also these teams are playing and holy shit this team's actually not that horrible Mm -hmm. they're actually okay and so kind of that's something that i try to do and that i want to do at events like we play i if anyone offers me a cast on an actual respectable game i tell them they're making a big mistake (laughs) and i cannot do it i cannot i will not provide what you want there is nothing going on here but there's I feel like value. I've heard you say that over and over again. Oh. Every single time Slacks, you're going to cast, you're like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do this it. This is a mistake for you and me, my you career. Know, when we're on team Voldemort versus Khan, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> don't say he killed 40 million people. Don't say Khan killed 40 million people. Oh, <laughs> like, no, with, no. With it, within 10 seconds of starting, you're just talking about the murders and pillaging of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, 
But Jenkins, I have to say, is is a champion. Jenkins does everything that I try to do but can't. He's actually intelligent, analytical with the <laughs> oh, teams. Come on. But no, it's true. But uh, you can have fun with it. Whereas I can never go to that level of intelligence where they're like, oh my god, I actually know what this hero is trying to do this game. Like, I, I'm just too dumb. I mean... He's also batshit insane. Jenkins? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? He's got, like, he's got, like, less of a filter than you. I know. He's, he's, he's terrifying. Great. But at the same time, that's, yeah. that's great, too. Sometimes it's, it slips out. And it's a, that's a real problem these days. It? <laughs> like, what is it? Just, just you know. You know, it's something... You just think of something in your head. You're like, that would be really funny. And then it's very offensive, <laughs> and not actually that funny. Or you're uh-huh. talking, or there's like, you're pretending there's like a goblin in the studio, uh-huh. and then somehow it, it it goes very poorly, and Chad is not into it, no. and then somehow it makes it into Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happened. I, I leaked that to my dad. I was like, dude, this is about somebody else, but this is my single greatest achievement in life. <laughs> that goblin bit. I did the voice for that. <laughs> I, I was the goblin. Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> you indirectly ended up in Forbes. I did. I did. Technically, I'm in Forbes because, because, really, I feel like if you voice the the, the goblin, goblin yeah. uh-huh. you are the goblin. Did you actually so. make goblin noises? I did. Yeah. Yeah. They were horrifying. <laughs> oh, I believed God. it. We, At the end of this podcast, we're just going to have a conversation as goblins. Yeah. Can, can, the, can the goblin join us for a second <laughs> here on the podcast? You know, I was thinking. <laughs> This is such an annoying voice, but I was thinking of doing this for an entire D&D session as a goblin character. Like, hey, guys. (laughs) It's it's me. (laughs) Don't put this this on the internet. Jesus. Wait, so is that what the goblin sounded like? No, I was imagining like the goblin came into the room, Uh maybe grabbed something it wasn't supposed to, and was kind of scurrying off mischievously. So I went with the kind of the like that sort of thing <laughs> with a little bit of like the skittering creature yeah and, and, and it's and it's and it's moving away from the you know from the audio source of the audio the doppler effect if you will the doppler effect right Goblin screeching. The, these are all things you have to consider whenever you're inventing like these mythical characters mm-hmm that's why we're at We Play, okay? Because we're the best of the best. <laughs> we think about the Doppler effect when we make our goblin noises. I, uh, I, I love how not into it people were. Oh, that's why it was so funny. You and me would have stopped if they laughed. But the chat was just like, please stop. This is too much. And it just made us continue. I, know, I feel like this is a cycle where like Jenkins tried something and went flat. And I know how much you really get off on like things that don't go well with the community. <laughs> when you're met with the rejection, it just fuels you. Oh, even it's more. true. I love it. Oh. So I feel like maybe the goblin wasn't really your thing. But then once you saw people weren't into it, to. you were like, yes. Dude. More of this. You're completely right. And fate did bring the goblin back. We were after, what was it, two games of doing <laughs> goblin noises? <laughs> we were like, all right, no more goblin. Reddit's complaining about the goblin. <laughs> this is not going to get into Forbes. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, the power goes out. Oh my god, you're going to tell people this? <laughs> Wait, well, what mean, are you crazy? It's, it's not their. It's not their fault. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not like calling out WePlay, but it's you know, there's been power outages here in. Kiev yeah. and, mm-hmm. and internet outages and there's a lot of people here and mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know I'm not gonna make excuses but the power went out we couldn't see the screen and we we're like oh holy shit a goblin <laughs> there it is <laughs> and all of a sudden it, it actually had a purpose yeah. nobody noticed yeah you, you know the worst thing you could ever find out about your career 
that if you literally have a black screen for two minutes and 30 seconds and you are filling, there are, no one notices. There's a difference in the cast. That's how fucking bad I am at casting. If you were in a cast and you didn't have screen for two minutes, there's no way people wouldn't know. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I feel like you're looking at this as a bad thing, but you should be looking at the opposite end, that you did such a good job that you didn't create an interruption. Cap, you didn't the, make that's a not fun. how I saw no, it. The cast okay. is so no, 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 irrelevant. No, 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 no. But you remember, no, remember the screen went out at TI-8. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just had to do an audio broadcast oh. for people who couldn't see the screen. Right. Oh. And so it was just like, I just kind of had to fill that gap, you know? So, so did so, they so, notice? So you saw the screen, but they didn't, the audience. Yeah, I, I had a computer, okay, okay. so oh, I could still okay. see the I game see, that I was see. going on. So it's not exactly the same, see, that's, same thing. It's quite the opposite, That's actually. the issue. Like, yeah, you, you've got a lot to work with there. <laughs> but I, I just mean the fact that you kept the broadcast going. Like, like they Instead can... of going like, oh, our TVs are off. Oh, no. <laughs> that's oh, that's true. That's true. That like, true. That, we, that did, we, definitely didn't, we definitely didn't do that. Um, production. We place ruining my life right now. Like. Those would have been the worst things. You guys kept True. the show going. Well, in a way. <laughs> in Did the show way. ever was, start? Was I don't think it was, yeah, going is a really <laughs> strong word. Yeah. I don't know about that. <sighs> but honestly, brain, like thinking about how can we create a tier two scene in Dota, I mean, bringing comedy and improv and stuff into it is mm-hmm. kind of a way. And I mean, that's, I would say, the biggest negative of. Uh, doing my work stuff is that when I go into a production, suddenly it becomes a, about me because I have a big personality and I hate mm-hmm. that because it should be about Dota, but I don't know what else to do because I'm just doing me stuff. Mm-hmm. So usually that's the biggest curse is like tier one Dota. I'm on a panel and then fucking, I don't know. I make some kind of noise and people laugh about <laughs> it and I didn't even mean to do it. And then it's suddenly like not about the teams, but in tier two, maybe that's a saving grace that could help them a lot. And that's good for amateur casters too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, make it fun. Don't make it. I, about that. I agree. This is one of those like elitist, like tier two player dumbass things that I did years ago when I was actually playing, but you know, tier two player, well, players in general, they're always like, oh, I don't watch any cast. Like casters just say bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to have that opinion. I think a lot of, especially NA players do but man i would always watch like suns fan plus one or you plus one because mm. it or, or like j- j- or like moonduck events j- even no matter what the teams are because it, it didn't i didn't give a shit about the teams it's just like man this is like this is like some tim and eric you know it's, right. it's like some some of the office mm-hmm. so i was super excited when when i saw that i was casting it i was like all right yeah. i get to do like the com the comedy thing like, i've always wanted to do like, i suck at it but no, it was a, great no. it was fun i was like i was super excited to to try it mm-hmm and uh, so the, the fact that you have little filter puts you leaps and bounds ahead of most people. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, you're comedy, right? I, yeah, I mean, you're point. you're in the footsteps of James, so <laughs> you'll you'll peak. <laughs> but <sighs> but while you're climbing, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> the fall, not so much. But yeah. But I don't know. We I I think that we really do have to put a focus on the tier two scene because even if. I mean, tier one teams are so tier one, it's fucking boring. I mm. actually get bored watching Secret. I know who's going to win. I know they're super good. I know they're going to crush. Who fucking cares anymore? You yeah, know? And, they, and they're not showing a whole lot of personality. They won't even turn on their webcams right. for the games. I mean, so. their picks show personality. They have weird picks, sure. and, which is interesting. But at the same time, it's like, 
Secret are, you know, just plain slates that win everything. OG are the same way, but they're dicks, which is the weirdest dichotomy <laughs> in Dota. Because it's like you have no tail and Seb, many who think are like, oh my God, the, the flowers of the Dota community. But mm-hmm. literally, if you, if those two guys, if we didn't know who they were, they would be the most vilified fucking team I mean, ever. Seb was. Yeah, well. Seb was one of the most vilified people. And then he, like, kind of went away for a while and then came back. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's held as, as God to everybody. Right. I mean, they go in games, they fucking spray, sprays loser on the ground. They're constantly <laughs> spamming people. I mean, they're fucking bock balking five-man tipping one guy. I mean, the guys are goddamn monsters. They're bullies. Yeah, cyberbullying. It is literally cyberbullying. Switch it up. If uh-huh. Team Secret did the shit OG did in game, do you know how much shit Puppy would get? <laughs> He'd be like, he's a fucking monster. <laughs> but because it's OG, it's okay. Yeah. It does make it interesting, though, that they have that, like, that they're allowed to do that. You know what I mean? It's like people know that they have, like, a personality as it. Oh, as yeah. It's, like I, that, mean, I mean, they showcase the most personality out of any of the, the Tier 1 teams. Like, I'm, not, so. I'm right. not saying it's, like, morally right or wrong. I just say it's it's, like, interesting. I've actually really liked how most of the games have gone for Omega League. I feel like, what was it, NIP won yesterday and then Navi. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really good for just good storylines. Like, I don't feel You're like right. there's any teams that are just com- completely, completely boring. Usually it's like the tier, the lower end of like the tier one teams, the, the mm-hmm. super tier one teams are interesting to watch. I feel like you just have to space it out. Like, you have to mm-hmm. have some funny stuff. You have to have some like stomps. You have to have some even games, some comebacks. I feel like we've had a lot of those, though. Like, it's been yeah. evenly spread. Do you disagree? Uh, well, I uh, I would just say that, like, most of the personality that we're infusing into those teams is based off of what they do inside the game. Right. Right? And then that's a problem with... That's why nobody cares about Tier 2, Tier 3, is it's the exact same thing, except for it's just shitty. Right. So, therefore, Without nobody that cares. personality. And, and nobody right. nobody really cares about putting the personality to get fans in the first place, because everybody's... That's true. Everybody's very hardcore about, like, you know, I'm just focused on the Dota. I'm going to let my play do the talking, like, those kind yeah. of typical... Dota's a weird, a weird game like that, because I almost feel like the community thinks that that's what they would prefer to focus on, but it's almost not right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like we all have this elitist mentality because we we all play the same game. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you were to have some very uh, personality infused team come <laughs> come out, yeah. let's say, uh-huh. uh, I think I think a lot of people would be really into it. And uh, mm-hmm. well, it's a it's actually a maturity thing, and it's the opposite of what you would think. Like for people to be able to say like. I like this. I think it's funny. I'm laughing at it. That's actually a mature outlook. It's a lot easier to say, oh, this is so fucking cringy and I'm too cool for this because people like, you know, it's a lot easier to do that in a public setting. Yeah. uh, Than like say like, oh, I actually enjoy this and I think this is funny and stuff. But um, anyway, as you're saying about the the gap, I feel like there is a huge gap. And I know that... uh, we're forbidden from saying some things, but especially guys like Grand Grant filled such an incredible gap of mm-hmm. like, yo, here's all the tier two, tier three NA games. I'm going to cover them. I'm going to do it in an exciting way with my personality. He cared about the the players. He had the history of the players. Right. And his That's... personality made people interested in those people. In the worst games. Yeah. But, Pub games, for but God's the, sakes. Uh, my, my, my opinion on that, I had somebody... You know, after the whole uh, the whole movement, mm-hmm. um, I had somebody ask me, like, you know, with like obviously Grant and these people being gone, like, do you think there's room for more tier two, tier one talent or whatever? And uh, like, do you think there's a gap? And 
I don't remember who it was that asked. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. But I, I said, I like, I don't necessarily think that Grant filled a gap. I think that there's so many gaps out there in terms of stuff that people would like to see. And esports is just so new mm-hmm. that it's really just about finding a niche. Right. You know, it's it's like I you mean, could he created an entertaining product for one region. One region that right. is only somewhat prevalent exactly. in the first place. Like, if somebody did that for China, as an example, you know. Like- well, B-Cop's B- B- kind of doing that for China, and, yeah. he, and he's doing great now. Like mm. he, his, his stream's getting, like, five, ten thousand 10,000 viewers, depending on the game. A lot of it's, like, betting viewers, but that's there's an audience. Like, sure. that's, that's sure. another audience. Like, the, the, the bettors, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's people that would be interested in, like, uh, something, like, com- more comedic. Uh, maybe there's even people from outside of Dota that you could do something that's so good within Dota mm-hmm. that people people would watch it, you know? Like my dad's been watching Omega League and he's like, I have no idea what's going on, but I just think it's I think it's so funny, like the way you guys are dressed up and like giving each other shit and like, mm-hmm. you know, cracking jokes and stuff. Like he likes it. It's like the office to him. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think that people always underestimate how much of an effect they can have in the community too, just going out and doing things that they're passionate about. You know, you don't have to be funny. If you want to be like the world's next purge, you can go do it. Just boot up your stream and start doing it. But you have to still make that content. And uh, there, there is a huge gap of, especially if with the new season that they proposed, but of course got uh, canceled due to Corona. Maybe it'll be back where they have this like thriving tier two, tier three community. I mean, the time is ripe to get into this shit mm-hmm. and figure out your own ways to make these games compelling. Cause that's the thing that you have to swallow is that the games are going to suck. You have to be the focus. Like the personality is the focus, which makes those entertaining. And that's a, that's a tough cookie to crumble. This is the first time that I've ever, uh, told, uh, like, the tier three casters like looking for advice on like what they should do next. My advice has always been move on, move into a different game. If yeah. you want to do like, if you want to be play by play, you just like doing commentary, move on to a different game. This is like the only time that I've been like, there's possibilities there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, because we, of the we, DPC. Uh, yeah. I mean, a combination of things, obviously with, uh, with Toby being gone, there's like more space for somebody to come up in a tier one caster space and that leaves a spot open in the tier two but also in general with the new dpc that should be a lot of opportunity to grind and cast games that people watch uh opportunities for you to develop a brand yeah i think so too um but uh we'll see corona really took a bite out of that momentum i'm interested to see what happens with the dpc in general like i mean we've just been we've just been in limbo for so long now it's been a long time yeah uh like uh i i thought that like maybe omega league would just be the last hurrah and then like we'd finally get a dpc actually going and there would be purpose to the games but it's just been like okay i guess we're just doing online these events for ever (laughs) well yeah i think everybody has to go through that though but uh it's gonna be weird man it's gonna be weird having like stakes again i think (laughs) people are so used to not you know what makes me feel better about it though is just Mm -hmm. knowing that it's it's not just like it's not just us obviously you know with 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 corona it's like every everybody's kind of at a standstill Mm -hmm. it's like the whole the whole world is at a standstill like my my girlfriend got a job just before corona Mm -hmm. and then obviously no hours because there aren't there aren't hours and she's you know she was occasionally upset about it and it's just like you know what how could you predict this like how could anybody how could you be upset about it how could like 
you know, if you, if you can't afford to pay rent or whatever, it's like this is this is a, a world changing event. Right. It's it's not something you can just be like, oh, I feel like, you know, such a loser. I can't get hours. Nobody can get hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Ellie was actually opening up her salon in uh, in February. That's my girlfriend's semi, name. Too, semi permanent makeup. And uh, that they she was opening the same week that they shut down Los Angeles. And then they reopened Los Angeles for a week, and she was in the process of opening up again, and then yeah. they closed uh-huh. again. It's 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 brutal, but it's yeah. like you know, it's it's you know, people make this argument all the time, but it's the whole idea that like, I think I think it's brought people together in the sense that like everybody's kind of going through a similar struggle. Mm-hmm. It is definitely easier for people that can work remote. Uh, it, yeah. It's definitely easier, but they're still, you know, it's they're still suffering there's still the economies what was suffering there for a while it's better now I, w- I was you know when speaking of economy i don't know if you guys want to go down this path but i was thinking at this st- oh no at, at the start <laughs> at, at the start of corona uh-huh my brother number one he he was giving me investment advice okay and he was into Bitcoin, oh, and, he, and he was into weed stocks, Hell yeah. and and, uh-huh. uh, and now he's trying to do psychedelics and these just fucking crazy things. And so, obviously not the greatest guy to take advice from, but when it was crashing, he's like, dude, you got to take it out. It's going to crash. It's going to go to zero. And uh, I was thinking, like, with all the people that are coming home and working from home and using Zoom now and going to Netflix and going to Twitch instead of you know, going out and, and watching, I don't know, regular sports or something like that. It's like money is just kind of being reallocated from like certain industries t- to other industries. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, it, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like Corona didn't necessarily like crash things. It just kind of changed if, yep. if that makes sense. You know what uh, saved the world? Uber Eats. Honestly, literally back (laughs) in the day when it was pandemic time, you're like the grocery stores. What will we do? The restaurants, they're shutting down. That's the panic. But then you're like, I'll just order myself a sandwich. And then, oh, this is nice. Like we're so digital now. It's okay. You can get stuff sent on Amazon. And I actually think, don't quote me on this. Mm -hmm. I think Corona will actually increase the rate at which we will become more interconnected uh internet wise mm. than we would have i like think it, we jumped advanced ahead i think we went 10 advanced. years ahead because I, in my opinion schools won't exist in 20 years why go mm. to school anymore except to learn actual things but like general knowledge you can look it up on google it's like carrying a calculator in your back pocket who fucking cares anymore why would you have to memorize the periodic table it's, it's yeah you know, it's probably it's still like, important to have kids like socialize socialization but that's what i'm saying but, but you like, can yeah, but you're sure. saying there's going to be a replacement for that there's going to be something else that's right. that lets kids get socialized I think it, you know what so you we, just go to school for recess in, honestly in yeah sure no sure. i think that's that it would be more like college right things mm. will be like specialized like okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know i'm interested in this and what we used to consider electives will become actual like schooling to mm-hmm. be what do you call those things? Specialty schools, like where you go for a mechanic? Yeah, and trade like, schools. Trade schools. Yeah. I think most schooling will be trade schools because of shit like the internet. And as we've seen, like Zoom calls and stuff, why mm. waste your time with general shit? Yeah, I've man for the for the longest time, I felt like, well, every job that I've done, at least when it comes to like programming, is why the fuck am I at an office? Why am Why am I here? <laughs> it's like the, I'm. When I when I worked, I worked at an insurance company for a few years in uh, web development, and we would literally do Google Meets calls 
in the office. We wouldn't go to a room and meet. <laughs> we, would, we would literally all get on our webcams and do Google Meets, meets calls because sometimes there'd be a couple of people working from home. Maybe uh, somebody like uh, our manager was in Ottawa and he would travel and, and, and he would you know, only come for like two days a week. And so we would do Google Meets calls. And it's like, why are we here? We don't even talk to each other. We just like go get coffee together. That's it. Like yeah. 40 minutes a day mm-hmm. max, you know. But I think it was a costly experiment for people to run. Like you've been running your company this way for 80 years. Are you actually going to say like, okay, we're going to take three months and send everyone home and see if the fucking company is ruined or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. with these experiments, you know, Corona just <laughs> lets you do that, which is the scariest thing I think that's ever happened to Dota, if we can bring it back, mm-hmm. the compendium. I'm fucking terrified of oh the compendium. God. We are about to be a bigger prize pool in Dota 2's ever had, and there's no fucking event. <laughs> You're sitting at Valve, a corporation, and you just found out that there's no need to spend money on a TI. Uh-huh. They'll just give you the money. Hey, who fucking cares? All, all they, they want is, is the chest. Yeah. They need treasure three. That's all they fucking care about. I'm terrified that they will literally just say, oh, okay. Well, esports is actually fucking stupid. <laughs> How many people do you think buy the compendium because they want to support esports? Oh, Honestly, I, I think very, very few. Honestly, yes, very, very few. I the maybe I, I think there's a maybe a decently small percentage of people who buy into the compendium for the things surrounding esports. Mm-hmm. So like the the trading cards or like playing the the fantasy games when TI is actually going on. Like maybe they put in, maybe they don't buy it for that, but maybe they'll put in a bit more points for something like that, or it's mm-hmm. a nice little side benefit. But I think very few people buy it just to support the international. I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody is consciously supporting the international, but I, I genuinely believe that it's like a, a subconscious thing there. It's like, oh, it's TI season. Like the compendium's out because it's TI season. Right. And I think if that aura isn't in the air, and they, they do this for like one or two more years and there isn't a TI, I think I think that it's only got one or two more years left. Mm. I, I don't disagree with you. I feel like if they did it like a year-long compendium for esports, it wouldn't be very popular. But yeah. if they did just do the battle time, it's like battle time in August, mm-hmm. and there's no event attached to it, I still think that that would still get people hyped about just that current time. And that, to me, is such a scary prospect because like... Uh, Normal businesses, Valve couldn't have run that experiment. They couldn't have been like, what happens if we do the Compendium without TI? Their fucking backlash would be insane. But this is like the perfect testing conditions for some shit like that. And nobody believes me. <laughs> nobody thinks that they can do it, but... Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I feel like, um, though, like, again, the, that first season, it's uh, if you don't tie it to TI, then people, the, people are just going to be asking, well, then why do you have to shut it down? Mm-hmm. Why? Why I paid for this? Why can't I keep it for longer? Sure, sure. So I, I feel like the somehow the event actually does give an oh, end to the battle. That's pass, a good point, which is important, right? Because you mm-hmm. need it to be seasonal because that's what from a corporate from a first. from a corporate perspective too. I think that makes sense too to like to end it so you can do another one and get more money. Yeah, right. Like have an actual. This is this is the end. This is the purpose for ending it. Otherwise, people will complain. Yeah, it has to be limited too, like a limited time offer kind of deal. But but it it just as easily like TI could just as easily be like a Fortnite type event, 
right. know, like would those world events, whatever they do, like it mm-hmm. could just as easily be that's that true. sort of thing and not necessarily an esport, right? Yeah, that's that's true. Like attach it to to Dire Tide. Yeah, make a new game mode, replace the international. Because uh, I shudder to think how much Valve probably spends on the international, right? Mm-hmm. Hotels and people think it can't be that bad. Imagine every team that's five support staff, managers, all that stuff. Let's go on another five. Family. They do family too, yeah. They do family mm-hmm. for all players. So add on like 20. I mean, we're talking like 50 people now per team plus lodging, food, uh, accommodations, travel. And that's not even and that's not even like staff, like hiring staff to put it up. That's not even mm-hmm. the building cost. I would gather to say they'd spend, I mean, what, 10 mil or something? So I here's mean, a question. Yeah. Do you think you can put um, a price on the the press, the marketing that you get out of the international as a tool. Because then I think your idea becomes super scary when TI doesn't keep climbing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all we have, right? Right. (laughs) And then once it finally does go back down, then that press is not nearly as exciting to people in the media. It's, it doesn't make the same kind of reach. It stops making headlines. And then at that point in time, then yeah, like, well, this was one of the big things you got out of it was marketing, and now you're not even getting that much anymore. Yeah, and I think that maybe that arrogance is what will keep it with us, right? That arrogance of saying, like, we are still the best eSport, as you can see. (laughs) (laughs) Because of all this money. (laughs) Yes, so, I mean, maybe that is a part of it. It feels good to be an industry leader, but I'm just saying, like, some of these things, I mean, I don't know. How is the next EI even going to work if they postpone it till... Like, just straight up August, are they going to do another compendium? Or will, will the compendium fund next year's TI? Will it be never-ending? I mean, we skipped one. Yeah. How do you fix that? Yeah, it is a it is a weird, weird question. And, like, what do you do with the DPC points, too? Yes, that people already earned. That already teams have. Because aren't there a couple of teams that should already be qualified for a TI? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. I think so. There whoever won the major was an insta-qualification. Yeah. And now they don't get to go. And I think the team is different now. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Just ignore that. Just, oh, sorry. <laughs> Good yeah, try. My, I mean, my theory is that there's no way you can run TI-10. I think, I, like, or the, you run TI-10 in place of the next international. But then that comes down to you have to combine the prize pools. And if you combine the prize pools, that means that you're guaranteeing that yes, the following year over. can't right. possibly make yeah, the same that's amount a, of money. Yeah, that's a really so good point. I think Valve almost has to right, guys, I think like, we... take this money or, or the money they raise from the next compendium and put it somewhere else just to ensure that they will like continue to be breaking barriers because oh, they just can't I stop see. this momentum. I right? see, I see. Maybe like, deep invest in the DPC. I next, next <laughs> Oh, don't laugh like, at I that. Feel like Come that's on. A little bit of a stretch. Let's but, invest but in the new you... player experience and tier two <laughs> teams. No, no, I didn't say the new player experience. Okay, sure that's, that's too coming, far. Dude. That's Hell too yeah. far. <laughs> no, but I, I see your point actually. That's seriously, seriously concerning. I think it's a really, really bad like situation, situation that, <laughs> yeah. that Valve my, is currently in because they built this sort of hype machine exactly. that See, is now being broken. That's my whole counter argument against what you're saying is mm. that like I think the aura of TI being this big event makes more sales for the battle pass every year than you get from not having an event like that. But what happens if you have 46 million for one TI because it's <laughs> really two and then the next year there's no fucking way no fucking unless way. it's three years. 
Oh, man. I mean, I think you just cap it, honestly. I mean, you just say 10 is the last true TI, and then you move on to, like, a different form of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and but, so you just take, you just say all this money is being put into a pool that will find Like, that DPC big, sees it, and, like, the, yeah. the LCS of Dota, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you lose that esteem, so I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, that's a question, that, thankfully, we don't have to answer. <laughs> Good True. luck with that one. I have no doubt that, like, in Valve, there's probably a bunch of people that have, like, different ideas on what the best play is. And, like, mm. how do you possibly argue? Because I, I, I feel like these are some of the, those things that you, the numbers just aren't really there to support. You yeah. know, like, again, like, how, how do you put a dollar value on the press that you get from having the largest esports? Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's like, I think that's very hard to actually put a number on just an instinct thing you just we, we just feel like it it's probably mm-hmm. very very valuable but nobody knows yep well the best idea would just be to steal it honestly i mean that's what i would be proposing <laughs> if i work there what the fuck just i would just do the next compendium is like the ti 10 compendium and you just pretend and you're like what money what <laughs> so you just oh, well i mean you could do it in a more official capacity don't you just do what uh, blizzard did with uh, StarCraft. What's that? They just put an arbitrary cap on it. They, they made a compendium, and then they said, uh, yeah, it goes up to 2 million. And people are like, what happens when it goes over 2 million? Because it did almost immediately. Yeah. And, they and just, uh, they just, just like, they just took it? Uh, wh- the cap is mean? 2 million. <laughs> we uh, stopped taking money after 2 million. All the stuff gets refunded. Try it. Try it at home. They're coming. The refunds are coming. Keep buying things. And That's the, fucking weird. Yeah, the community went ape shit. Of course I went like, ape shit. The fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean only to get two million? I feel like that's something that there could be like a class action lawsuit for. <laughs> Not really. I mean, no, there could, dude. Raise you, this and I'll give it to them. I did mean, you that's... see that uh, there was uh, some security leak for uh, what is it? What was what was the social media company Google was trying to do? Google Plus. Oh, yeah. So there was yeah, some yeah. password leak, and mm-hmm. uh, recently there, the class action lawsuit actually was successful. And so they're mm-hmm. they're paying everybody that had a Google Plus account in America between, I don't know, 2016 and whenever the fuck it ended, like 15 bucks each. Which, when you factor in how I many I people... I get an email. I got an email, no, too. No, that's, that's real. That's real. Wow. I thought that was a phishing scam, yeah. and I, I looked it up, and on the official uh, Google, uh, Google help site one google guy was like yeah no this is real the site looks super fishy the uh ssl certificate wasn't even working for the site so it's like this is not encrypted this is a phishing site what a great fucking way to have to do your lawsuit just make it as fishy looking as possible so any person that's intelligent enough to use google plus would be like whoa you know what i I don't know about this (laughs) then you don't have to pay back anything that's legitimately genius. It's I didn't genius. think. Of, I didn't oh, think about that. That was my next question. Is like, what happens because, like, the money that you don't pay out to the customers, like, what happens in that you just situation? Keep it, uh, the, so the, I was looking into it, and they agreed to some terms basically. And if you don't respond within like thirty days, it just it just goes nowhere. They just don't have to pay it. Wow! But genius. Everybody gets a proportional. There's some like Latin word that they used, but everybody gets a proportional amount. With okay. how many users there were and how much the lawsuit was for. So it could be fifteen bucks, but if a bunch of people don't take it, then maybe it's more. No, it's always fifteen bucks. Oh. That's what they agreed to. So you get a proportional oh. amount, assuming literally everybody files this document that you have to send to to Google, which mm-hmm. 
is a lot of things to fill Google out. It requires can pay like your, out like seventy five bucks, dude. <laughs> that's like <laughs> they they are. Yeah, that's yeah. genius. Good yeah. on them. Good, Good on, on them. them. Because it's kind of like, do, would do you want to fill out a form for fifteen bucks? It's kind of like, no. eh, that's that's a bit of a. If you put your like SS your social security number, do you call it social insurance in America or what is social yeah, yeah. security? Mm-hmm. Which social one? security. Okay, social. They call it social insurance in Canada. Not that it's relevant, but mm. you have to fill that out on there, and it's like, well, eh. this already looks like a phishing yeah. scam. Right. I don't know if I want to put that out there for fifteen bucks. Yeah. Dude, that's smart, actually. I never thought of that. They're geniuses. <laughs> Mine would be like, you'd have to, okay, so please go to geocities.com forward dude, slash Google dude, refund. This site, no, the site is legitimately like google-refund-lawsuit.com <laughs> s- s- slash phishing. Like, I, I kid so you not. Literally, the only the official looking part is the fact that you get an email from Google themselves. No, it's email from like, that domain. That doesn't, that, that, I guess now that I'm thinking about it conveniently didn't have an SSL cert. Mm-hmm. So it was like warning, warning. Like your, yeah. your browser yeah, yeah, tells yeah. you like, this is very sketchy. And then they're just like, Oh, sorry guys. We forgot to put one on there. It's like, dude, That's you're so Google. Good. What do you mean you forgot? But I think the, e- the email I got was from Google itself. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure still it's, it's easy to like spoof yeah, uh, a, a domain on, on email. That's been a thing for usually it goes to spam, but, sometimes rarely with good phishing emails it'll get through and that's when it's like all right why would google have like you'd think it'd be google.com slash lawsuit or something like that not google dash lawsuit dash phishing like that's crazy (laughs) who would click on that anybody could buy that fucking domain dude (laughs) you could go buy that domain right now yeah when they're done with it i'll buy it and then resend the email (laughs) to my paypal Anyway, send it to Sir Action Slash <laughs> at google fishing.com. Phew! Oh, guys, don't worry. I made it. I'm here. You can't have a whole episode without me. I made it. I made it just in time, just in time for the end. Just in time to tell you that if you were excited about part one of this show, um, there's going to be the second part next week which is probably pretty obvious because of the title and you don't need me here to tell you that but um we wanted to make sure that we had an episode this week and next week because with uh capping and kiev there's still a little bit of a weird time zone thing going on and by weird time zone i mean we're on the opposite sides of the world and it's hard to actually do the show so in an effort to actually keep the feed active every tuesday we're gonna go ahead and split this one up into two parts i'm sorry i know that some of you hate that Please forgive me. For others of you who are excited to have a show that's a little bit more digestible, you're welcome. Next week, I'm really excited uh, because they're going to be back to talk about a lot of stuff around broadcasting rights and the DPC and Gork and, you know, everything that uh, I guess will be two weeks old news by the time it comes out. And, you know, forget about that. It's actually very good. I promise you that. I guarantee you that part two, you know what? My favorite part. Maybe I should have made that part one. Whatever. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Please go ahead and follow us on the podcast player if you haven't. If you want to follow us on YouTube, this is going to get released uh, as part one and part two together next week. So that that's an update. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and, and go to bed. It's three uh, thirty in the morning, and the podcast should have been out thirty minutes ago. This is again my fault.